What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Dome Bubble podcast. What's up? I'll tell you what's up. We suck. That's what's up. Okay, so we came on here, like, because it's such a pivotal, monumentous game, we've, I don't know, at least I felt I had to break it down. I'm sure you did too. That's why we're both here. Thoughts going into thoughts going yeah, into I, game four. Let's start there. You just told me you were worried about what we saw happen happening. Well, I was totally worried. Like we were on here, I think yesterday. The days are all one now. I don't know anything. It's just hockey, and then I go to bed, and then it's hockey. Yeah, you don't f- clue what day it is. But I mean, like that was my concern through the last two games. Is like. Hey, holy shit, it wasn't just like, yeah, those were close games. It was like you got absolutely owned in both of those games. Somehow, by some miracle of hockey god, you won game game three. But like game game two and game three, you got you got owned. So like seeing that and knowing how the Colorado like this is literally turning into the Colorado series for me. Like this is what it's starting like I'm gonna look up the numbers later, but I'm pretty sure this is like beat for beat. It's kind of uncanny how this is turning into the Colorado series where they're getting absolutely demolished in terms of the shot share. Like, do you remember those games last year against Colorado where they were putting up 50 shots a game? That's happening again. That yeah. shit's happening. The D is getting completely destroyed. You're even getting a good performance from your goaltender who's doing all he can to keep you in the game, and you're still losing games. It's turning into last year, like, beat for beat. And, you know, like, seeing that happen last year and seeing what was going on between game two and three, even though you somehow won game three, I wasn't feeling super great going into tonight. Today, I guess, yeah, it was at noon. Feels like it's it funny that you mentioned that because there are a lot of parallels. If you start to really analyze this layer by layer, we went up first. We won the first game. We were feeling pretty good. Right? The first game... I can't remember. We I don't think we got dominated by the Avalanche the first game. Like we were feeling pretty. No, I mean they played pretty well. It's not like they put on a lights out performance, but they played well. They won four nothing. Like we were feeling pretty good, and then I I got I steamrolled. I, I agree. There's a lot of parallels, but I also don't feel like it's the same. I have a bit of a theory I'm gonna throw at you. Here's why All it's right. different, and the telling tale will, will be what game five looks like, not from from our performance level and our compete level, but from the stars. So here's my theory. We may have seen the best that we'll see from the stars unless this series goes to game seven. They might that what we just what we just basically had to endure the, the fucking ass kicking the domination three games in a row might be them leaving it all on the table because we're up one nothing they tie up the series Cam Talbot steals one even though they dominated but we stunk like that was definitely the worst game we've seen potentially this year so if you fast forward to this game now they're down they're desperate they were trailing all game. Well, not all game, but in the second half, the latter stages of the game, they were trailing. So they were in complete desperation mode. There's one potential theory here is that they may have just exhausted themselves. However, they're going to be riding high. So I think going into game five, 
this is all analytics side. I'm just kind of reading through the motions here, right? They're going to come out with a lot of confidence. The Flames are probably on the flip side of that. The first period is going to be huge. The first half of Game 5 will probably dictate whether we end up winning or losing this series. You'll see it in the first half. Because I feel like that's they're going to be riding high coming into Game 5 because of just kicking our ass for three games. Um, but if we can stick with it, I kind of feel like they might. They may have just exhausted themselves. Or they're just as good as the Avalanche. I don't think they are. I don't think the Dallas Stars are that good. Um, they are good, <laughs> as we've seen. They're obviously there's plenty aspects of their game that is a lot better than ours, and we'll break it down today. But that's one potential theory. That's my kind of little shred of hope that I'm hanging on to. <laughs> Your shred of hope. I mean, it's like I kind of have an alternate theory in that, like from what I'm seeing. Like, do you remember last year where I was like, why, how are the Avalanche getting so many, sh- like, what's going on here? The Flames' defense are just being passive, they're backing off, they're, like, not doing anything except letting them just, like, kind of, like, taking away passing lanes. That's the exact thing that's happening. And it was like, we couldn't stop that. It wasn't even, I don't even think last year it was that the Avalanche steamrolled us. It's like, the Flames, for some reason, and it seems to be happening again, this weird defensive zone thing where they completely collapse right back to the net and let the Avalanche last year and the Stars this year do whatever they want. Like, that's like, and it, they couldn't stop doing it in that series last year. And it looks like the last three games, I would include game two in that, that's happening again. The team, the the start, the offensive team attacks, and the Flames just fucking panic and collapse and are passive and don't do anything. Like, I just, I don't see, I personally don't see a way out of this, and I, I think the only way out of this is if the Flames get their shit together. Like, I don't even like Dallas could come out tomorrow, or it's on uh, Tuesday, I guess, and not play great, and if the Flames play like that. Like, cause that's that's kind of what the story was in, in game three. I think it was like they dominated us, but they didn't really, they weren't able to finish or penetrate or really get those really dangerous chances. Today they did that. Yeah. They could come out and do that on I Tuesday like- again, and it doesn't seem to matter. It seems to be like you said. I just feel like the Flames are taking it. Like they're just gonna take it. Like they're not gonna come out and dictate what's happening. It's either the Stars are gonna feast on the Flames' shit defense right now, or they're not going to be able to get it done against the Flames' defense, and they can barely maybe hold on and scrape out a win. Like, for me, it just doesn't feel like the Flames have, other than Game 1, have imposed their game on the Stars in any way. Like, so that's what worries me, is, like, the Flames are just sitting there letting this shit happen. Like, you can tell, as soon as they got that go-ahead goal today, I'm losing my voice right now as I was (laughs) screaming. Oh, my voice is going... But you could tell as soon as that, as soon as Reader scored that goal, like I was like, "Oh shit!" There's still like 15 minutes left. There's no way we're getting out of this. There's no way, and you could tell that's what they were like too. It was like as soon as that goal went in, they went into freakout passive, like, "Oh yeah, let's collapse to the net and let the yeah, like Jesus." It was just you could see it from 10 miles away, and it took the stars the entire period to do it, but you knew it was gonna happen. You knew what was going to happen, dude. I feel like if you're looking at the last three games, which 
if you're looking at any analytic metrics, we were absolutely dominated. I feel like today was actually the best we played. And I feel like the analytics are a bit masked, just a tiny bit, because of the fact that the Stars were playing catch-up um, and pressing hard. Like, I'm curious to know, I know the, what the analytics would have been like in the first, let's say, half of the game compared to the second half. Um, I know you can look at it period by period, right? Well, if you go, if yeah, if I've got it pulled up right now, if you go, if you scroll, if you use score, if you see ever see SVA, it just means score and venue adjusted. So it adjusts, yeah, uses math to like adjust for the yep. score effect. And I mean, like, it's still not, it's still pretty gross. The first period, that's the thing though, the first period, like, I will give them credit, the flames were better. And I think that's maybe what kind of freaks me out is like the flames. It feels like, to me, I, I kind of came to this, like, zen moment when they scored in overtime. I was like, you know what? We're just not good enough to beat these guys. Because, like, I don't think it was lack of trying today or lack of effort. No. I think the Flames I think the Flames worked their balls off, and they played pretty good in the first period. And it wasn't enough. Like, they, they couldn't do enough to beat the Stars today. The Stars were playing good. The Stars imposed their game on the Flames yeah. and whooped their ass. So, like, to me, it was less about, like, Oh shit! The Flames played like ass. When I think that's what it was like in the two nothing win. Exactly. They just got straight up beat yeah. today, and like sometimes you get beat, and you're like, "Holy shit! We just got yeah. beat, and we didn't even play that bad, and we tried." Like, I think the Flames made a lot of mistakes, but I also think that they, I like, I was just at that mo- had that realization. I was like, I, "The Dallas Stars are a better hockey team than us." And when they play their game, they're gonna beat us yeah, nine I times think out of ten. Like tonight, today was a very sobering game in that in that respect. That I've like yeah. like you said, I I think everybody gave a hundred percent compete effort today. It, that's why I'm saying out of the past three games that we got dominated, they played their best game today. And so what that really starts to look like is the Dallas team or Dallas Stars are a better team than the Calgary Flames because if we bring everything we have and it's still not good enough because that's pretty much what we saw today, right? The What we're seeing what's, that's being reflected, mm-hmm. which is very sobering, is that when Elias Lindholm gives it his all, he still can't that, get that puck out at the end of the game. Does he make a different decision next time? Let's hope so. Let's hope this. And here's the beauty about sports and competition and hockey, and especially playoff time. The Dallas Stars are making the Calgary Flames better right now. Right, as long as the Calgary Flames don't fucking quit. So I also feel like there's the 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 domination that we went through today is masked a bit for me because of what I already alluded to in my theory earlier. But they were playing catch up, and they there was no they were fucking desperate. Like there's no way we didn't see everything. You telling me there was more to the Dallas Stars than what we saw today? There's not. Like we, that's that's all the Dallas Stars could throw at us, and it's enough to beat us. But they have to fucking bring that in game five and six. So, I we'll we'll know period one on Tuesday who this Flames team is. Like I'll give them the first half all. of the game. But yeah, I'll get I'll give them the first. My point period. here is that I feel like for the fan base as a whole, because even on the you know the pulse of Twitter afterwards, like there's still optimism, but I think it was a sobering game. And the fact that it's just like, okay, the Dallas stars are better than us. doesn't mean that we can't beat them still because the Dallas stars still have to bring their a game. 
but they're better. So if we bring our A game and they bring their A game, I mean, the analytics support this. They're going to beat us. So it's going to come down to can they bring it? Let's hope my shred of hope theory <laughs> has some truth to it because <laughs> we might just see them step off the gas pedal a little bit. Like we saw it in game one. We might see it in game five. We know the Flames are probably going to want to have a desperation response. Well, and the other thing is, too, with that, like, their best game, like, okay, we how many f- times do we have to hear this dumb shit about your best players being your best players? But it's beyond that. Like, you saw John Klingberg tonight and Joe Pavelski and Icelandell to a lesser extent, completely come out and elevate their shit to not just like, okay, we're the best players. They elevated their shit to, we're going to control this game. We are going to win this game. Like, I think Pavelski had a quote after the game I sent to you where he was like, there is no way we were losing that well, game they in just overtime. Sur- they just surmounted, like, like, the highest mountain. It was just downhill from there. They just had to keep doing what we they had. A, they had us tied up in the fucking... Right on the, right on the ropes, dude. Like, yeah. Like, like, John Klingberg came out and played probably one of his best games he's ever dude. played today. That's what we need from somebody on this goddamn Calgary Flames yeah. team. For- I know I I give Johnny Gaudreau the benefit of the doubt. I thought he was good today. I thought he was fine. I know it's hard for him to do it alone. We need one of those fucking guys on the top line to come out and be like, we are not losing this goddamn game. I'm going to play the best game. Like, John Klingberg had like 16 shot attempts today. He had like eight. He had... I don't know, he had a shit ton of shots. His game score was incredible. It was like almost seven. It was one of the highest I've seen all year. Dude was absolute beast. Same with Joe Pavelski. I, I've been... We need somebody on this flame team to do that. Whether it's Mark Giordano, whether it's Sean Monaghan, Elias Lindholm, Johnny Gaudreau. Maybe they don't have it in. One of those guys. Somebody! Step up! Well, and it can't somebody. be the, the usual suspects. We can't be Lucic. We're already getting enough. We're already getting more than you expect from any of those guys. So it has to be your top... Sam Bennett scored again today. Twice. You Twice. Have, if Johnny Gaudreau, Sean Monahan, Elias Lindholm, and Mark Giordano, these are your quote-unquote best players. If they can't rise up and match what we saw today from the back end of the Dallas Stars, you're right. We're done. And I don't know. I think that's where the fan base is at. We're like, there's not a lot of optimism in this in the in these four guys anymore. There just isn't. Well, like, again, like, I just want, like, and I give Gaudreau specifically, a, I, I don't give him as hard a time because I do, like, you even saw it today, like, well, dude, he's trying. He was starting to look like he might just fucking pull together there in the third in the overtime. Like, he was starting to look like he was elevating his game. Johnny. Yeah, and I just, I see him out there with those two guys who are just, I don't know if they're fighting it. I don't know. I thought Monaghan was okay, I guess. But, I mean, like, Lindholm was terrible today. And it's just like, what, how come these guys... How come they can't be talking about, like, like what Nathan McKinnon did to the Flames last year? Like, completely wrecked the Flames. And it wasn't just him, obviously. But, I mean, like, just one of these games, like, somebody who is not named Bennett or Dubé or fu- Milan fucking Lucic, like, how are we sitting here in the playoffs and it's like... Lucic has been your best player through two se- like Lucic and Dubé and Bennett have been your best like what is this world like I just it I, I can't I keep- somebody needs to step up at the end of the day and you know what like Mark Giordano has been terrible 
Goudreau's been okay. Lindholm and Monaghan have not been very good. Like, somebody needs to step up. That's the bottom line. The team needs to be better as a whole, but sometimes you just need somebody like Klingberg or Pavelski to fucking play awesome and win you a game. Like, they didn't win it on their own, but somebody needs to grab this goddamn bull by the fucking horns and step up and lead this team. Could you imagine if Bennett, Lucic, and Dubé weren't our best players right now, but they were playing the way they are? I guess that'd be hard. I mean, they're probably going to be, they would be anyways if they're playing the way they are, but could you imagine if, the, if our best players on paper, Geo, Johnny, Monty, Lindholm, that top line, were actually arguably our best players? Getting the job done? Could they could they at least make an argument? There's like zero argument. They're they're arguably they're not there's it's, zero argument that there are worse players. It's just it's incredibly frustrating, man. Especially like especially after today when you when you saw what the stars guys did. I don't know, man. There's not there's not, it's just kind of like a dead end road because it's like it's not it's not getting better. And it's it I don't think it's to say like I think the simple, easy argument is to say they're not trying, they don't care, blah, blah, blah. They're never going to win in the playoffs. I don't think that's true about anybody. Like, that's what they said about Ovechkin for a year. Oh, he can't win in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, at some point, like, you've got to, somebody's got to step up. I don't even care if it's Goudreau or Monahan or Lindholm, but they're they're best players. And, I mean, Gio has been terrible. Somebody on this team has to step up. And there's bigger problems, but it would just be nice <laughs> if somebody could be like, holy shit, did you see Johnny Gaudreau play tonight? Dude dominated that game. Yeah. Honestly, man, I'm at a place where I think if if we just get even a little bit more from everybody else outside of well, fucking <laughs> the third line, like we could we can still win game five. So yeah, and that's the thing so too. Like, a lot, so if we get a lot more, particularly from that top line, like we're still in this fucking series. So, and I think I responded to somebody on Twitter uh, post game, which is like, well, the they still have two more, at least two. That top line still has at least two more opportunities to silence all the critics. This isn't over yet, dude. The series is tied two two. It's the best of three now. And I'm I'm not too confident that you beat the stars twice, but I mean, it's better being tied two two is better than being down three one I guess, which is probably where they deserve to be. But I mean, like again, like that that's what's so frustrating is like even if they were a little bit better, like I'm specifically thinking of like Giordano today. If he's a little bit better today, you probably squeak out a win when you don't deserve it because you got two goals from Sam Bennett today. You got another fucking goal. You're get that's what's so that to me is the most frustrating part of this. Is how long have we been screaming about this team never having secondary scoring and the only way of one scoring line, that's all they can do. Finally we have secondary scoring up to fucking yin yang. Tobias Reader has three goals. Sam Bennett has five goals. Milan Lucic, Dylan Dubé. These guys are scoring. And now the top guys disappear? Like that's what's frustrating about this. 
that right there is like we finally been getting because like all last year, like it's just like so frustrating okay, so that we have and if they were a little bit better like if Giordano is a little bit better today and makes one or two better defensive plays maybe the stars don't score five goals today let me ask you then what do you what do you think we'll see from geo next game what do you think we'll see from the top line next game i think geo is at a point where he is i don't think we're going to see much more to mark your he, he's having a really hard time keeping up and that stars is a big team man so he's getting pushed around too and I mean, I don't just mean to ream on him. Like Rasmus Anderson and Noah Hannafin were absolutely brutal and have been in this entire series. Even though they were great versus the Jets, they have been wrecked. They have been. Wor- I'm pretty sure I lo- I was looking at it earlier today. I'll have to I'll have to verify. They've been worse in this series than Hamannik and Hannafin were against the Avalanche. Like, and that is a low bar. And I mean, Derek for uh, I've been defending him the last few. Like Jesus Christ, what are you doing on that on the game winning goal, man? Brody has a broken stick. Ice the puck. All he's going to do is blast it down and he can get a new stick. But he chips it up the boards and they keep it in. Like, that was the dumbest play I've ever seen. So, so I don't know. Right like, off, is that what you're saying? I think Geo is what he is at this point. Is he struggling? Is he not, getting, is, is he not declining like, at an alarming rate? It seems like he, every game he gets a little bit worse. It's... I don't know how he won the Norris like 12 months ago. Like, what? This is the reigning Norris Trophy and it's champion? At the, point now. the dude has been it's horrible. He's like, oh, no, it's Geo, man. He's like, watch, he'll bounce back. And then he's just like, no, he's not. He's sinking, dude, fast. Like, I don't know what's with him. And I mean, like, again, I don't want to just re- rain on him because he, he, he and Brody still do take all the hard matchups. And, he did have a great block stuff. today. The, the, I, think, I think the bright side yeah. of that is, like, he, there's no way Geo's getting worse than what we've seen so far. So <laughs> Sure hope not. But, I mean, the, the concerning thing is is Anderson and Hannafin to me. Yeah. Like, jeez, they look really – they looked really – they've looked rough. And today, like, I think Rasmus Anderson might have been the worst player on the ice, which is something I never thought I'd say. Like, the dude was terrible. He he's, couldn't make a pass. He was giving the puck away. His coverage was terrible. He might be one of those guys that needs to just focus on the game because he's getting caught up in all the chirping and shit. Yeah, exactly. So, and then for the top line, like, again, like, I think you're, that's where I get, like, because you watched Johnny Gaudreau today, right? Like, who is the most noticeable offensive player on the Flames? Well, it's Johnny, obviously. Well, I don't know, Sam Bennett. Maybe. I don't, I don't get to, I don't get, yeah, Sam Bennett, I guess. I'm not too concerned about Johnny. Like, again, like this argument, oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't show up. Like, that's bullshit to me. It's just he's not been able to be effective. And from what I've seen, it's because his line mates aren't giving him much support right now. Yeah. It's funny, man. It's just like the MO so, of the top line, unless Johnny's doing it, it's just like Monty and Lindholm seem to just kind of like wait for the game to come to them. Like, they're not. Well, see, that exactly. Like, I was arguing with somebody earlier today. <laughs> online which i don't know why i waste my energy doing that but they were saying oh johnny sucks it's like the dude has to create scoring chances for himself and he has to create scoring chances for his two lines mates they never reciprocate yeah. very rarely They've been fucking anchors man like, have, yeah like have you seen lindholm or monahan be able to make a play to johnny goudreau even that's not worked like i can count like johnny goudreau set up sean monahan or try to at least there was a few broken passes a few times today, there was the one pass from from the from the like half wall that Monahan made to Gaudreau that Pavelski blocked. 
But I mean, the guy's got to do it all by himself right now. I really right don't now. think it's too late to to move Manji. If Chucky's not playing, and we'll get to that, but if he's not playing game five, I don't see why it's too late to move John, uh, Manji Apani up to that top line, slide Elias Lindholm down with Backlund. Well, that's the other thing, too, that's that's showing to be completely unsustainable, and you said this yesterday. Like, I mean, I, we don't want to shit on Reader because he's got all these goals, but he can't be playing in your top six, and you can't have Ronaldo sitting there playing four minutes a night, especially when these games are going into overtime. You can't have, yeah. like, that's that makes no sense to me. Like you got to rent, you got Jeff Ward has to manage his lines better. He's got to do it, or they're gonna lose this. I series. think a lot of the balance of this game five hinges on Jeff Ward as a head coach, how he treats the situation in between these two games. What kind of adjustments are we gonna see, in particular on the back end, and probably in the neutral zone? I mean, I'll give you my breakdown in a sec, but like, how active were the Dallas Stars D? They won the game. The goals that they came back on were all because their D were so active. They were like fucking, they were good. But did you see Alexiak today? Like he's a boat and he's like in the rush like every single shift. So I want to see how Ward responds. I mean, the system that Dallas, the system battle today we lost. I mean, that was definitely in the Stars' favor. So we'll see if Ward can adjust. Um, and also, what type of mental headspace does he have this team in going into Game 5? Because my biggest point is that we may have just seen everything that we'll see from the Dallas Stars in a game where we took them to overtime. Even when we played shitty, we almost forced overtime in Game 3. I think we're thinking they're a little bit better than they are because they've been dominating us. But we've been beating ourselves quite a bit too. We can still go we can still score goals toe to toe with Dallas. That's my point. And if that's the situation you're in, you can still win a game. Like like to me I want to see where I want to see mentally where these guys are at. If they look like they have any kind of quitting them, which I doubt they will because they're not even down in the series. I want to see them come out in game five thinking that they're going to win that game. And then I also want to see some fucking adjustments. System-wise. But I will give you my breakdown of the game. I thought that was a fucking hell of a playoff game. I could not breathe for the final fucking 15 minutes of that third period. Like, my heart was palpitating. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Then we go to overtime. Dude, I forgot how intense overtime is when you're watching your team. Sometimes when I'm watching, the, I said this to my friend I was watching it with today. I was like, I don't even know. Like, why do we, for me, I guess I'm fucking nuts. But, like, I, I forget how unenjoyable it is when the flames are in the playoffs i don't enjoy a second of it it's torture afterwards you're just like fuck that was a good game do you know what i mean even though we lost i don't mind losing those games because we got beat fair and square it's not because we didn't show up and like 
you know, were better than we played. Like we, everybody played to their best of their ability today, and it wasn't good enough. And I'm fine with that because it was still an outstanding game. Um, the also the other thing is like I kind of starting to appreciate the Dallas Stars now. Like coming into this series, it's just like we don't see them very much. They're in the Central. We don't really watch much of the Central. We're pretty in tune with the Pacific teams. But it's just like, we did, do we really know much about the Stars? We were kind of like even saying, like, they're kind of confusing. But I'm starting to feel like I have a beat on who the Stars are now. It's kind of interesting and cool to get to, to get to the, get intimate with another NHL team, like a new team. And this is going to build a rivalry for next season. It's, it's cool. But fuck, man. For me, the difference, you've already mentioned it. Lim, uh, was it Lynn... Lindell? Yeah. Well, Klingberg Lindell and Klingberg and Haskin, dude. Like, the panel's been going on about Haskin. My God, is he good. I had no fucking clue before this series, I'll be honest. Like, I knew he was a top D-man, blah, blah, blah. But, like, these guys put on a clinic today. When the stars started pressing, it just became an overwhelming pressure, dude. That was like you knew that was about to break, even though it, we almost fucking got out of that. If Lindholm could have fucking rimmed that puck properly, why are you what taking are you a doing? slap directly behind the net? Your angle is way off. He literally looked like he was just pissed off. That was a really bad but, play by Lindholm. There was a couple. There was a couple brain like I already mentioned the forward thing. Reader refusing to get a new stick when he broke it. So. What you the fuck is he me. thinking? But throughout all that pressure that they were surmounting, it was coming from the back end. And then the forwards were sustaining it and by just battling in front. But all those rushes were coming from the D-men, dude. If you look back at the tying goal, and the, you know, it's just like there was the D-men coming up. Like, they were good. So that's what I saw. That, for me, was the difference. So it's like, if you're Ward, you got to, like, slow that shit down. I don't know how you do it, but that's not my job. They got to do a better job in the neutral zone. Well, to me today, what was, like, I said off the top of this, what's, what this was, like, kind of happening in game three and two was that, that passivity in the, in the defensive zone and the backing up and, like, the collapsing to the net and just allowing the stars to do whatever they wanted. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Chris Cuthbert said it 200 times today. In all situations, the shots had the stars had hundred and eight shot attempts. One hundred and eight. Five on five, they had seventy-two shot attempts. That's unheard of. Yeah, we almost won the game. Like that's insane. So like I I understand that like oh we almost won, but it's like. Yeah, we almost won, but we got absolutely annihilated. That is the that is the most lopsided one goal game in overtime I've ever seen in my entire life. So I've, I, I, stuff like that. Like the reason you look at analytics and stuff is to tell you what's going to happen in the future. It's like winning like the Flames did in game two, in game three, two nothing when you're absolutely dominated in terms of shot share and quality shot share is not sustainable way of winning. We saw that tonight. They did it again and they lost. You do that again the next time, you lose 5-1. You do it again the next time, you lose 6-0. Yeah. Uh, Over a long enough period of time, you're going to get fucking crushed. You can't keep well, this what up. What I find entertaining will be what I already mentioned, how the the Flames come to play. I'll, 
also find it interesting to watch how the Dallas Stars come to play, how they start Game Five, because yeah, if they could pick up right where they left off and sustain that, like that's my other thing is like, is that sustainable from the Dallas Stars? We know that playing the way we played against that type of hockey is not sustainable, but is that style of hockey sustainable from the Dallas Stars? And I'm not sure. That's kind of where I'm like, maybe that's the silver lining. And if we can make proper adjustments, we can bounce back. Maybe we kick their ass in game five. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just trying to stay well, as thing, hopeful. The thing hopeful that's been weird can. is. But, but you're right. When you look at the analytics and like basically the last three games getting dominated, it's hard. But it's just like, you still you get another chance. Like, you all, they're all. I would feel be- I would feel better about the other chance if we hadn't seen like this progression of like oh game two you kind of got smoked, game three you got smoked, game four you got fucking beat out of town. Like if there had been one game in there that's an outlier or even two, but the fact that it's been like one yikes, two holy shit, three holy shit, that's what's troublesome to me. It's like they're. They're just and like the star like the stars are scoring now. That's what's scary. It's like they're scoring. They scored five goals today. Like they they couldn't score yesterday, but I mean the game before they scored a fair bit. Like when they can score, they can beat the living shit out of you. Which has kind of been what their the knock on them has been this year. It's like, well they, they generate a lot, but they can't score. Yeah. <sighs> but So I don't know. I'm just I it just the fact that it's been one, two, three of this and gotten progressively like more Dallas dominant. That's what's troublesome yeah. to me. But we'll see. They're all we we know that they're also a funny bunch too. My only point is we that might be the best they can play, and they may not be able to match that again. We'll see. So let's just yeah. hope that's the case. Simultaneously to us figuring some shit out and dictating more play because then we even the playing field. And if we're sticking in games without that. Uh, playing field level. Imagine what can happen to the playing field level, and you get some fucking contribu- uh, contribution from the top line. Yeah, and I mean, I still think that reader on this, like, how how impotent did the second line look well, offensively and today? And the thing and is, the I think what, too. what you're gonna see is that Mangiapane seems to slowly start regressing because of it. Yeah, it's like you said yesterday. It's like that Ryan Ryan that line runs through Kachuk. If you, there's no Chuck, there's really no reason to keep Manji. There's no like concrete reason to keep those two together. Put Manji up top and drop Lindholm there's down. There's no concrete reason to keep the top line together. <laughs> yeah, like they the suck. The only line you want to fuck with is the third line. Do you think, uh, Chucky, where are you at with this? We, we both assumed that for sure we wouldn't see him on the second half of the back-to-back, so we probably wouldn't see him today. I think it'll be telling if... If he has a, a – if we don't see him in game five, I don't think we see him for the rest of the season. Well, the rest of this playoffs. Well, I, I still don't think we're seeing him at all. Like, the fact that we've heard nothing, like that concussion stuff, like there's – like I, I would be blown away to see him play another game in this would series. You, but would I mean, Ward still be being like, yeah, he's day-to-day, you have to like he knew he's shelved? Well, it's probably different because of this unfit to play shit. Like, have you like, even seen him? Like, he hasn't been at the he hasn't been in the stands. Like, he's literally been like in the Batcave yeah, or some shit. Because usually they show the injured players. 
but you would yeah. think that if it's like if really bad, he would just leave the bubble. Like Furland left the bubble. Yeah, I, I'm. It's hard to say. Like again, I would be, I would be pretty blown away just based on the fact that we haven't seen him at all. Like he hasn't even taken warm ups or anything, and like I literally haven't heard a word, a word about it. It's weird. It's like totally on lockdown. So I don't know. I'd be, I'd be shocked to see him. Like holy shit, do we need him? Let's quickly go through the game scoring. Um, Pavelski opens it up. <laughs> How good was Pavelski today? Fuck you, Pavelski. But he opens Jeez, it up. Good. Johnny, I thought that was an excellent. That goal is all Sam Bennett. If Sam Bennett's not on the power play, yeah. banging away in front of the net, then Puck never makes it over to Johnny in the first place. Like I know we scored twice on the power play today, but oh my god, it's getting frustrating to watch that power play. Thought it was great, Corral. Like Johnny got that Corral it on his back. Yeah, that's hard. To it first, like that was a good finish by him. And Roof. Pavelski comes back again. Sam Bennett gets his first, then his second. When we went up, man, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Garrett. I, 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 yeah. It's, fuck. As soon as they tied it up after Bennett scored, I knew we were in trouble. Though. Garyanov, <clears throat> Tobias fucking reader, dude. When, when we were, um, when we got to the point where it was third period, I was just like, man, who the fuck is going to step up? We already seen two goals from Bennett. Dubé's just had four in the last three. I'm trying to think, like, is maybe Manji Apani can, can do it? Like, who? Tobias Reeder is the guy, shorthanded. Were you not pumped? Crazy. I haven't screamed that loud in a long time. Again, my voice, I can't even speak above... <coughs> volume because of how much I was screaming about that. I was running around the house just screaming. And I guess, and I guess you know, <laughs> back to your point, like, how sustainable is the secondary scoring that we're getting? Like, is Tobias Reeder still going to... Is Tobias Reeder still going to be scoring every game? Is Milan Lucic still going to get a point per game? Is Sam Bennett going to continue... Get, like, chances are, these guys are probably going to be held off the score sheet next game. Is he going to score every penalty kill? I very much doubt it. Anyways, we know what happens after that. But, man, that was intense. Like, the final 10 minutes of the third and that overtime were fucking intense. Anyways, anything else you want to break down? That kind of sums it up for me. Um, you got my take on it. I'm looking for hope in the, you know, <laughs> craziest of areas, but... Yeah, I'm I'm kind of at like a a place where I'm just like, and everybody's giving me shit about oh you're such a pessimist. It's like, I don't know what you guys have been watching in the past three games. I've been watching the Flames get smoked, and it's like, geez, like barring barring a massive turnaround between today and Tuesday, the Dallas Stars are gonna beat us. Yeah, I mean you're like the unless the Flames sh- unless the Flames show up in Game Five. Like, not even show up. Like, I think we're past that. They have to play the best game they've played of the season, I think. I know your hypothesis is, like, we've seen the best from Dallas, but, I mean, one these last three games have just been, like, holy shit, it's been so eye-opening to be, like, we're not good enough. And, like, that's what my suspicion was heading into this. It's kind of been confirmed. And, again, 
I want nothing more for them to come out and completely annihilate the Stars on Tuesday and then close it out on yeah. Thursday. That's all that I want but in the even world. Like, even that, what you just said, the coming to the sobering realization that we're not good enough, I, I get satisfied from that too. I would much rather to go through that process and know we're not good enough than do what we did last year, which is like, no, we're still good enough. We just had, you know, we, like we, we're <laughs> yeah. still good enough. Yeah. Oh, we just we just gotta add a couple. Like, we just gotta add some toughness, and like otherwise say we're good. Dallas makes short work of us in the next two games. Are you telling me there's any scenario where Brad Tree Living comes out to the media and says, "I still believe in this group," that that's gonna fly with anybody? If if that happens, the the hot seat has now finally, finally, like you gotta think it goes to Tree Living if they get smoked over the next so two games. So that's what I don't. That's what I love about losing like we did today, because then at least you know exactly what you have, and I'm fine with that. What fucking drives me nuts is when you don't have guys showing up to their capability. But I feel like we we showed up to the majority of our capability today. Well, yeah, and see, that's where this is kind of shifted back to me is, like, I think they did what they could today, and it's just, like, it's not, our team is, our team is nowhere, nowhere good enough. Like, not even close to being good enough to compete with the big boys. Which means you have a lot of changes you have to make. You start with a coach. I mean, what will, we'll save that for when the time comes. Because we'll know even more when that time comes. Um, of, of when this season ends, what what do you do next? We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there because we'll have even more info. But like I said, I'm still trying to be hopeful. Um, but we'll know in the first forty five minutes. No, sorry, thirty minutes of of game five. I'll give them thirty minutes. Well, and the other thing too is like I again, like I said, like they played a good first period. That, like, I think they're gassed too. Like, I think they're tired. Well, why would why is why would the they top just line be like tired? They, I can get I, I don't know, but they I got obliterated. Third line would be tired, but they had an outstanding game as well. Well, I guess our captain and number one defenseman is an f- old man, so maybe that's what his problem is. He's just yeah. wiped. I could get with a deer. I could get with the Anyways, deer. Tired, like they're spending all the their entire game in their own end yeah exactly like i think for next game like i don't think ward's gonna make any adjustments he should he needs to stop relying on forebort so much i think that's starting to become a problem like i said i've been fine with forebort but today it really was like holy shit what's going on there he's playing way if too much if sometimes we, if we they, see like, no adjustments <laughs> i think we're fucked because it just means that ward does yeah. has no clue what he needs to do next it's a little thing but you can't have ronaldo in you gotta move. You gotta do something to that second line. Like again, I know everybody's all high on Reader, and he's fucking great on the penalty kill. You can't have him playing in your top six. What did you think of having Reader in the I mean, dying? Like, he played like the last a lot in the last four minutes. I just didn't like. Dude, it. I was kind of twofold. I was just like, well, fuck, he's been one of the best players. But then I, at the other hand, I'm like, well, he is Tobias Reader. But he, I thought he did a great job. Literally, I thought it came down to Lindholm. That stick play was ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, Lindholm. Lindholm, the reason that game got tied? The reason we're not up 3-1 comes down 
to Lindholm, instead of rimming it around the boards, takes a slap shot where he angles it directly behind the net. Like, if he holds on to that, flips it out, you're, the, that's it. The thing it. is, he had a guy, he had the D-man coming right, right on him, right on his back, but you still had room to skate it behind the net, and then you had so much room. The only way that D-man's catching you is by hooking you down. But it's easier us, exactly. easy for us to to call from on the on the television. But still, fucking Bergeron's not going to get that out. Ryan Riley's not getting that out. Yeah, you got you got to get that out. You, he's got to get that out. He's got to get yeah. that out. Period. And I mean, I've been annoyed with him this whole series. But I mean, that was just like, dude, like, what are you thinking? What's your thought process there? And we saw a lot of that too. Like maybe this is fatigue. Like Reader breaks his stick on that wide open net, and then he literally skates by the bench and doesn't get a stick. That led to the face off. That ended up on the shift they scored the goal on, in which Forbert doesn't ice the puck. Brody's got a broken stick. Ice it, dude. Then at least you can get a face off with everybody's got their stick. It was just a bunch of really bad mistakes. So, like, I know, we're taking this shit probably too seriously, and I'm getting all riled up, but I mean, like, dude, like, it's just, I I personally think they're done. Like, I, I would be, I would be f- so goddamn impressed if they can pull this off and win two more games against the Dallas Stars the next three games. I would be blown away impressed and incredibly happy, but based on what I've seen the last three games, there's no way in hell the Dallas Stars are going to not beat the Calgary Flames in a best of seven right now. I just don't see it happening. And if it happens, I will happily jump up and down and scream from the fucking rooftops. But based on the complete and utter domination we saw today, I don't see it happening. Yeah. And maybe it's pessimistic. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm I'm basing what I'm thinking based on what I see and logic. Like, everybody's bugging me today on Instagram. I'm like, you're such a pessimist. Why can't you be a real fan? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You want to be a real fan and be delusional and be like, oh, everything's awesome all the time. Oh, we're all winners, you guys. Everyone's a winner. It's like, no, we fucking got steamrolled the last three games. It's fucking annoying. I don't want to watch them get steamrolled. It sucks. I The the question for me to you, if you're like, oh, everything's all, like, do you like watching them get loot? Do you like watching them lose? You don't seem to care. Sorry, I'm on a different <laughs> planet tonight. I just like watching... Um skill versus skill put to the test i honestly if they lose when they here's the thing like what if you have what if you're the montreal Canadiens? are you gonna be upset upset if you lose to the philadelphia flyers no are you gonna be upset if no. the montreal Canadiens don't show up yes but like let's say the skill of the philadelphia flyers beats you because they're better but you still play great you still gave it your all that's what i want to see to me, same. Like that's me, all I, I asked. Like we got that today, even though I don't know if we though, got it today because they did get so they got asses what, so up. Even though we what saw, that would like, mean is that the measuring stick of where we need to be is we're not there at all. I just I was still happy with yeah. the game as a whole, but I feel like where I'm at, there's a seventy percent chance that Dallas finishes us off. We have a thirty percent chance of, even though it's still a best of three, but. Where I keep my shred of hope is I think we've seen the best of the Dallas Stars. 
I don't, and I I hope I so, know dude. We have not seen the best from the Calgary Flames, so somewhere in there lies what's going to happen in the next three games. I I'm with you. I'm leaning definitely towards where you are in your corner based on being real, but fuck, wouldn't it be sweet if? <laughs> Jeff Ward just had some sort of weird epiphany tonight and he went back and checked some game tape and he just figured out the one thing that would fucking, you know, shut them down from like dominating. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's still, it's still in the realm of possibility. What if, I don't know. What is it going to take for Elias Lindholm to snap out of it? What's it going to take for, you know what I mean? Like the other thing too, is that what we just alluded to, we're in a fantastic position right now because if we don't see anything else from the top line, then for a hundred percent we can close the door. You and I have defended these guys all season long. We won't have to do that anymore. Everybody's gonna know they're not good enough. Everybody's gonna know that we can't win with the makeup that we have. It's gonna be clearer as day. And there's not gonna be anybody that's gonna fucking deny it, including the general manager. So to me, it's a win-win. If we win, we win. Maybe it's <laughs> if I think like you, it's a it's probably a lose if we win if we get through this series, right? But <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go that far down because then everybody will completely destroy me for being a pure but pessimist. From where, <laughs> when in reality, that's probably what I do want in my yeah, deep down. I know you in my heart, <laughs> but knowing like seeing what we've seen so far, being the Jets the way we did. I don't know, man. The hole that Matthew Kachuk leaves is just astronomical because now you're you're losing your toxic matchup every single night. So let's hope. I mean, you can't blame the lack of performance in the top line of Matthew Kachuk anyway, so that that won't have an impact. But let's say he comes back and it's just like, oh shit, yeah, well, it's just a little fucking dinger. He's back. The three M line's clicking. Top line, they found their game. So either we either. They reach their potential finally that everybody is like holding out for, and we win the series, and that's fucking great. And then we do this all over again in, in, in the next round. <laughs> Can't or wait. it's over, and we can move on, and we know what we have. And then there's no fucking beating around the bush. There's no denying it anymore. We can't continue to lie to ourselves as a fan base. Brad, Brad you're living can't continue to lie to us as a fan base. Um, and then you know change is coming. If we don't see a desperate Calgary, like, that's all I want. I want to see them do what the Stars did today. Not necessarily dominate, not throw up 108 shot attempts. I just want to see them be desperate. I want to see them be like, you guys, like, if we don't perform today, we're all getting shipped out of here. I want to see desperation. I want to see that desperate hockey. That's all I want. I just want to see them. And if they lose, they lose. But I, like, for me, that's what was frustrating today is, like, you got crushed. I don't care if you play your living, the sh- if you play until you drop dead and you lose. That's to- losing's fine with me if you give it your all. If you play desperate yeah. like that, if you just, but the- yeah, okay, you said it much more eloquently than me. <laughs> My final thought I want to touch on is, um, because we talked about this last last podcast of that top line, how they're gonna stop dumping the t- the puck in. You found you found some yeah. quotes, um in between what was it yet was it yes was it this morning or yesterday 
Yeah, it was an article Scott Kirkshank had in The Athletic, and he was just asking Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm about, like, hey, why is your line struggling? And, I mean, to sum it up, it was pretty exactly much like... Exactly what we were we saying. Keep dumping the puck in. <laughs> it's literally word for literally, word. Literally, they even said, we got to stop dumping the puck in. And we saw them. They didn't dump the puck in once today. And what did we see? Some actual zone time. Some saw actual, some chances. Johnny had like three or four off the rush. Monaghan had one. Chances off the rough. So let's just hope that our analysis is correct. We saw signs of it today because a part of our analysis as well was that they, when they start doing that, it's a negative feedback loop, and then their confidence gets way off. So maybe they can start tilting the favor, right? If they get a like, let's say they they keep at it. Don't dump it in. Keep carrying it in. They get like a few more chances and get a goal. Does the confidence start to build a bit? Maybe they get one more on the power play. The next thing you know, it's a two, three, it's a five point game between the, the line themselves, and they're feeling good at going to the game. Like who knows? So that was kind of the final thing I wanted to touch on. I thought it was cool that you found those quotes, and then we saw it today. They were not dumping the puck. Thank God, because you saw a direct, complete opposite result. Of when they dump the puck in, the Dallas Stars D-man gets it, breaks it out, versus they carry it in, they can actually generate some fucking shit. According to Johnny Gaudreau, the article says they've been too guilty of chipping the puck in too often. Johnny says, quote, throughout the game, there's time to see the line rush. We have to make sure we're taking that and trying to create something offensively. Lindholm said something similar. He said, we've got to be more together. Once one guy gets it, if he dumps it in, two guys are standing still. So it's too hard to get yeah. the puck back. So they these guys need to be playing to their strengths. What I find curious about that too is like what they they got together as a line and was like, you know what? I think we're done with the puck and do or, or it probably came from the coaching staff, I bet you. I wouldn't be surprised. So oh, of course. Let, let's I hope, hope so, it did. No. Let's hope because we were reaming Jeff Ward out, like change the system up for those guys. So um let's hope that's the case. And like, I don't know. It's probably too late, but Maybe it's not. Maybe they can still turn it around. We've seen. We've seen I what sure they're capable so. of. Um, so they got two more. They got. They got at least two more tries. Yep. And to wrap this up, if you listen to this podcast on a consistent basis, you probably think I'm bipolar. Because if you listen to the one right after game one, I'm like totally chilled out. <laughs> And totally normal, and then it's like, dude, doing these after games is like, I'm, I hope, I don't know if it's entertaining for some people, doing these after games is like, I'm way more fired up than I would be otherwise, so, I, I'm not crazy, like, maybe a little bit, but if you listen to this regularly, I'm not as nuts as you think I am. No, you're pretty, you're pretty chill, like, outside of hockey, you're... Dude, outside of hockey, I'm the most, like, I could care less about 90% of things in I... life. Outside of Calgary, I think people that know you like from work that don't know that you're into hockey think you're just like the lead, lead, most yeah. laid back guy in the world. And then probably people that just see you, like <laughs> all the listeners, probably think you're just a freak, dude. <laughs> I'm like the Incredible Hulk. I'm literally Bruce Banner, but then when it's Flames hockey, I'm the fucking yeah, Hulk. Pretty much it. All right. Hopefully they win game okay. game five. Let's yeah, that's all I want. Just finish it off five, with a game five prediction. Like, I still think Dallas okay. is gonna win. I'm gonna, 
I'm just gonna. I'm. I can't help. I can't help but I'm not. I'm gonna say the Flames take the lead back in the series. It's only game.